Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, of course, we give all the praise to the King B. John Robinson for winning the Doak Walker Award, winning such a prestigious award, unlikely his way out of the University of Texas. We talk about another player who is on the verge of either leaving the University of Texas or staying and still hasn't made that decision, and that is Jordan Whittington. And it seems as though people are kind of split on whether they want Jordan Whittington to come back or not. So I give my two cents on that. But first, of course, like I said, we have to talk about the King Bijan Robinson winning the Dope Walker Award. And, and first, just a, a few stats to kind of set the table before we get into this discussion. So Texas is now tied with Wisconsin for uh, the most Dope Walker Award winners with five. Um, and so Texas asked their case for running back you. Uh, you had Ricky Williams twice. Yeah, Cedric Benson. Rest his soul. You had Deontay Foreman and then now B. John Robinson. Um, they had two Heisman winners at running back. They've had two 2,000 yard rushers, amongst other great things um, from running backs. And Sark, as a play caller, has now coached two of the last three Doak Walker Award winners in B. John Robinson and Najee Harris. So you have to give credit to Sark as well, who is, you know, pulling the strings in this offense. But when you talk about B. John Robinson, he's just one of the most special playmakers to ever come through the 40 acres. And not only did he do it in the rushing game, you know, but he wasn't one dimensional. He was somebody that, you know, you could throw the ball to split out wide and he could be, you know, just as much as a playmaker out there. And he was just somebody that has been electric since he's been on campus. I mean, when you talk about the legacy and history of running backs that the University of Texas has, you know, I just didn't even mention Earl Campbell in that bit because the Doak Walker didn't start until I think 1990 or, or 1991 or otherwise Texas would have the most Doak Walker award winners of all time likely. So um, when you're in that class of, of Earl Campbell's and, and Jamal Charles's and uh, Cedric Benson's and Deontay Foreman's at the 40 acres and, and your name is now in that, that class, Bijan Robinson, uh, that just speaks to how special you are. And I know it's cliche and we talk about it, but it really jumps off the screen with Bijan that as great of a football player as he was, I think he was an even better person. He was the perfect ambassador for the University of Texas. He was the perfect face of the team, the perfect leader. And you really can't find anybody that has anything bad to say about him. And he's just somebody that I think all Longhorn fans are going to continue to follow in the NFL. I hope, you know, at me being a Cowboys fan, I hope he doesn't go to the Eagles or somebody where, you know, I got to root against him. But just a huge fan of Bijan, and like I said, he has etched himself into that class of elite running backs. When you talk about elite running backs that have come through the University of Texas, you can't have that conversation without mentioning Bijan Robinson. And it's just because he did so many special things at the the University of Texas. He talked about, you know, his favorite run was that run against West Virginia, where it might be the best ten yard run of all time, where he's spinning against people you know, stiff arm and breaking tackles, juking people, and they called him out of bounds, but he wasn't really out of bounds and should have ran to the end zone. He said that was his favorite play at his time at the University of Texas. The run against Oklahoma last year where uh, he flipped the field, made people miss, made Billy Bowman touch earth when he stiff armed him literally into the depths of, of the ground, right, and then ran into the end zone. Just so many great plays last year before he got hurt 
And you talk about, you know, his great plays and and moments this year Um, in the second half of that UTSA game where him and Roshan just took over. um, I think it was the Iowa State game where he caught that post route, you know, 30, 40 yards down the field, showing off his receiving prowess. And then we saw at the end of the year where they just leaned on him in that Kansas State game and they got a win. They leaned on him in that Kansas game and they got a win. You know, him rushing for over 200 yards and four touchdowns, breaking both of his personal records in that game. And then the Baylor game, right, where that game was was close and until the end. And then after the you know strip sack fumble of Quinn Ewers, Baylor was leading at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And at that point, once Baylor took the lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Texas and Steve Sarkeesian decided not to throw the ball again for the rest of the game. And the majority of those carries went to B. John Robinson. So, so literally B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson carried us to victory this year in multiple games. And as I've said a million times before, Texas was undefeated when they had more rushing attempts than passing attempts this year. You can explain it however you want, but a big reason for that is because we had talented players like Bijan Robinson in the backfield. And so I think we've been so blessed to watch Bijan, Bijan El Rayo Robinson, as the Spanish broadcast would say. Um, and he's, like I said, just been such a great ambassador to the University of Texas. And to me, this is so special because – you hope that when you recruit the type of players like B. John Robinson, that they live up to that billing. Because we have to remember B. John Robinson was a top, what, 15 to 20 player in the country. And he exceeded those expectations at the University of Texas. And really, he was kind of underutilized in his first year. So really, he only had two years to show the type of playmaker that he is. But to me, it's so special and so rewarding to see B. John Robinson walk out of here with the Dope Walker Award. Because it's no secret that Texas never had the team success that a player like B. John Robinson should have enjoyed. You would hope that when you get a player like B. John Robinson and he turns out to be everything and more that you thought B. John Robinson would be, those are the type of players that lead you, you know, to conference championship games, conference championship wins, you know, possibly even, you know, New York six bowls, possibly even further than that. And B. John Robinson just never got to achieve any of that type of success, unfortunately. And then when we looked at it this year, you know, he had an outside chance to to make it to the, the Heisman, you know, at the end of the year, I thought he had a really good year, but we know the Heisman is about narratives, about storylines, and it's about team success. And Texas had four losses this year. When you look at who's up there, uh, Stetson Bennett, they're undefeated. You know, obviously, B. John Robinson is a better player and more impactful than Stetson Bennett, but Stetson, ben- Stetson Bennett's team is undefeated. Max Duggan's team, you know, went to the Big 12 championship during the college football playoff. Caleb Williams was a monster this year. His team went to the conference championship. And then C.J. Stroud, he's in the college football playoffs. So I think it's more about team success really than anything, as evidenced by Stetson Bennett being up there. No shade. So B. John Robinson didn't get the Heisman love, right, even though he was a Heisman-level player. And then when you looked at the Big 12 awards, the offensive player of the year went to Max Duggan. But B. John Robinson was the best offensive player in the conference. So not only did he have not have the team success, but there was a few individual awards this year that a lot of people feel like he was passed up on for, right? For him to walk away with the Doak Walker Award, for him to walk away with the award for the best running back in college football, for his name to forever be etched in stone, not only at the University of Texas, but in the College Football Hall of Fame where he's likely headed one day. To me, that's very special for B. John Robinson because in terms of honoring him the way that he deserved to be honored and in terms of 
giving him the team success and the accolades that he deserved based on what he did for the University of Texas, I feel like he got shorted in that regard. But for him to walk away with the Dope Walker Award, that's special. You know, that's only one person wins that every year. And you're on that list of, you know, we see these Heisman commercials. We don't glorify the Belitnikov and the, the Doke Walker and, the, you know, all of these other awards the way that we glorify the Heisman. But to me, you know, especially since the Heisman has become such a quarterback award, right, and you got players up there that clearly aren't better than B. John Robinson, taking away the Doke Walker Award this year was the best honor by far that B. John Robinson had a realistic chance to achieve and seeing him. You walk away with that Doak Walker award was just so special. You know, we've already heard the reports that he's likely played his last game at Texas. We wouldn't expect to see him in the Alamo Bowl. We won't expect to see Roshan Johnson and we won't expect to see DeMarvian Overshawn in the Alamo Bowl. And so I have to, you know, tip my hat to Bijan Robinson and what he's brought to the University of Texas. And I think that this running back room will continue to be special with Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue and Cedric Baxter. Right. And I think the University of Texas is on the path to continuing to be a really good football team with really good players. But it always hurts to lose a player like B. John Robinson. And it always hurts to lose a person like B. John Robinson, somebody that really embodies what the University of Texas is about. And I'm just so happy that he got his flowers on the way out. Um, I feel like I'm about to tear up, but I'm just really so happy that B. John Robinson got his flowers on the way out. The 2022 Doak Walker Award winner, B. John Robinson, the best running back in the country. You can write it in Sharpie now. It's official. A quick word from Bet Online and the Longhorn Real Estate team, and then we're going to talk about Jordan Whittington and how I feel about him returning or leaving the University of Texas. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn Real Estate team for all your real estate needs in the Austin area. Please visit www.longhornrealestateteam.com. In a changing, more complex market, you need to work with the top professionals in Austin. Our data and information-driven approach gives our clients a significant advantage. Decades of experience and all market conditions make us able to achieve the best results for our clients. And our clients for years have outperformed the market, leveraging our proprietary research, information, and expertise which is now more important than ever. Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn real estate team. And for all your real estate needs in the Austin area, please visit www.longhornrealestateteam.com. Hill Country Mortgages, LLC, NMLS 2324262. Jonathan Sarver, NMLS 993872, equal housing opportunity. So I want to talk about Jordan Whittington really quickly because he is in the process of deciding whether to leave the University of Texas or stay for another year. And at the beginning of the season, he said that this would be his last year. But, you know, obviously things change and there's it's been reported. Not sure how true it is. Not sure if we could take it to our bank, you know, but it has been reported that if Coach Marion stays at the University of Texas, then Jordan Whittington is likely to stay. And it looks like Coach Marion is staying after Tulsa has found another head coach. Coach Marion, wide receiver coach, was up for that position. 
when I look at whether Jordan Whittington should leave or stay, in my opinion, I guess I'll kill the suspense. I think that Jordan Whittington should return. And I think the people that have, I wouldn't say an issue with Jordan Whittington. I think every Texas fan loves Jordan Whittington, loves the heart, right? And, and, and the way that he battled through adversity uh, during his time at the University of Texas. I think everybody loves Jordan Whittington. I think the only hang up is, okay, we're bringing in all of these talented receivers. So if Jordan Whittington comes back, that likely means another receiver doesn't get opportunities or another receiver enters the transfer portal. But I kind of think that's just a casualty of doing business at this point, because when you look at the passing game this year, right, the passing game wasn't great. Xavier Worthy definitely took a step back statistically, right? You can blame that on play calling. You can blame that on Xavier Worthy. You can blame it on the quarterback. You can blame it on a, uh, combination of the three, but Xavier Worthy definitely took a step back. Xavier Worthy was targeted a lot more than Jordan Whittington, but only ended up with like 50 to 60 more receiving yards. I think if you ask me from a complete perspective, like taking out our running backs and JT Sanders, Jordan Whittington was our best receiver this year. And I think what he brings to the table is he's quarterback friendly. I saw him with Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers just be available for the quarterback. I think he gets open. I think he has the ability to create separation. Obviously, he doesn't run a 4-3, but I think he's a very savvy receiver. I think he has a lot of football IQ, um, and I think he's very dangerous after the catch. And for a Texas team that wants to be a power run team, he's one of the best uh, blocking receivers in the country as well. He can run the ball. He really can do everything. He's a playmaker. And I think for my money, he was our best receiver this year in terms of production and how it looked on the field at least. And previously, he had been underutilized because of injury, right? He just really wasn't able to stay healthy. This year, he stayed healthy, and I still feel like he was underutilized because outside of a few games, there were games where he had one catch, two catches, you know, only two targets, three targets. And this is, was one of the best playmakers at the 40, and I just feel like we consistently, you know, neglected Jordan Whittington. And so when you talk about should Jordan Whittington come back or should he leave, right, I understand that, you know, you may cause another young player to, to enter the portal or maybe you don't see as much as John Tay Cook or Ryan Niblett or somebody else that you thought you would. But we talk about this Texas team next year being the year, right? And so if next year is the year and that's the year that it's Big 12 championship or bust, that's the year where you need to be knocking on the door of the college football playoff or in the college football playoff next year and especially moving forward when they – expand to 12 then you need players that you know for a fact that you can count on and i'm gonna say that again you need players that you know for a fact that you can count on when you look at the receivers that are returning next year you have xavier worthy hopefully right that's your alpha in the wide receiver room what do you know for a fact you have after that if jordan whittington leaves you have isaiah nayor who has produced at wyoming but he's coming off of an ACL injury. We just don't know if he's just going to hop back on the field and be Isaiah Nayor. A Jai Hall, we don't know what we have in a Jai Hall. Jonte Cook, very talented, true freshman. Ryan Niblett, very talented, true freshman. But as we saw with Savion Red and Brennan Thompson this year, we can't assume that they're going to have a bunch of opportunity. And then Brennan Thompson and Savion Red last year combined for six catches throughout the whole year. We don't know what we have in them. You know, and when you look at Casey Kane, whoever else is on the roster, right? Nobody else outside of Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy last year in the receiver room even went over 100 yards, right? And so even if 
you utilize your receivers a little bit more this year than you did last year in the 2022 season, I guess. So I shouldn't say last year because we're still in it. You know, we got to play Washington in the bowl game. There's only two receivers on this roster right now with a proven track record of production at the University of Texas. And that's Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy. And a point that a lot of people have made, a lot of a point that a lot of Texas fans made when we lost to TCU, they used it as an excuse was, well, TCU returned 92% of their roster. But if Texas has the same aspirations next year that TCU had this year, wouldn't it make sense to bring back experience? And when I look at this Texas team this year, what player that didn't have a track record of production made a huge impact on this team? The only one that you can even really say is Jalen Ford. And we saw him flash last year. Like one of the best plays defensively of the season last year was when he stopped Oklahoma State late in the game on that two-point conversion. That was Jalen Ford. We knew that he was jumping off the screen, right? He was just behind some players that he was better than. But we had already seen it. There really wasn't any player for this Texas football team that did not have a track record of production prior that had a huge impact on this Texas team this year, maybe Baron Sorrells, like, like maybe Baron Sorrells. I'll give you that one, but everybody else either had produced or shown flashes at different points. And you can make the argument that Baron Sorrells had as well. So um, I just think that when we're going into next season and we're saying everything that we have on paper, this season is too important to leave it up to chance, right? Because we left it up to chance this year. We said, oh, we got Isaiah Nayor coming in. Well, we got Tariq Milton. We got a Jot Hall coming in. Uh, you know, we got Brennan Thompson, Savion Red. I've missed somebody. Jaleel Billingsley, all of these targets. And combined, they caught for less than 150 yards. Everybody I just named, right? You, We can't go into this 2022 season when we have the aspirations we do of a Big 12 championship and a college football playoff appearance and leave it up to chance to people that we have never thrown the ball to or have never shown a proven record of, uh, you know, production at the University of Texas or period in college. And whether that's up to them or whether that's Sark not utilizing them, we still don't know what we have at those positions. We know what we have in Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington had one 100-yard game at the University of Texas against Louisiana Lafayette last year. We know that he's way more talented than that. We know that he's more capable than that. We saw what he did in high school. Like this was a top 30 recruit out in the country, right? Out of Quero, Texas. You know what I'm saying? We know how talented he is. And I think another year with Quinn Ewers only benefits Quinn Ewers. Imagine if his top three targets last year come back this year in a year that we're asking Quinn Ewers to carry this team to a big 12 championship. And so I understand that, you know, you, you may piss off, a, a you know, a Jante or a, uh, a Ryan Niblett. I wouldn't expect that as a true freshman. You know, you may piss off a, a Brennan Thompson or you may piss off a Savion Red. But if the most important aspect or a Jai Hall, whoever, right? Because the receiver room looks really good on paper. But it looked really good on paper going into last season. It ended up being a weakness for this football team. You know what you have in Xavier Worthy. You know what you have in Jordan Whittington. If we want Quinn Ewers to maximize his ability next year, I think the best thing for him is for Xavier Worthy and Jordan Winnington to return to the 40 acres for one more year, given how important this year is for Quinn Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian, and this Texas football program. One of my favorite sayings of all time is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Jordan Winnington is that bird in the hand. I'm not really interested in worrying about who's in the bush.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. B. John Robinson is your dope Walker Award winner for 2022. The best running back in college football. We've said it all season, and now you can etch it in Sharpie, etch it in that statue. I mean, excuse me, etch it in that trophy, not that statue for the rest of eternity. Hook him. Peace.